Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, fancy seeing you here. Welcome to another episode of the Second Tier Meets. I'm Ryan Dilks. And this week we are talking about the 20 is Plenty campaign. We're chatting with Michael Bronskill from the Football Supporters Association who have been behind the campaign. So after we had a brief chat about ticket pricing in Sunday's episode, that's still available for you to listen to in your podcast feed. But let's hear what Michael has to say on the matter. Hello, my name is Michael Brunskill and I am Head of Communications for the Football Supporters Association. So, Michael, we're here to talk about the 20 is Plenty campaign. I imagine a lot of our listeners will already know about it. But how about you start off by telling us what it's about? The 20 is Plenty campaign has been running for quite a few years now. And it it primarily focuses on away supporters. And there's a very particular reason for that. And it is because... Home fans have routes they can go to, to to lobby their clubs via established supporters forums, supporters groups, engagement processes, even protests and so on if needed. But away supporters were facing the highest prices, you know, they didn't get season ticket discounts and so on. Um, But didn't really have a route into that because if you're an away supporter going to that club, that club doesn't really see you as their problem. And your club isn't really going to challenge prices on the road. They see it as another club's issue. So there was a bit of a vacuum there and 20s plenty um, attempted to fill that vacuum and it is a cross it is a cross league campaign although for a few reasons that I can come on to um, a lot of the attention has been around the Premier League ticket prices but the championship in particular can be a very expensive league on occasion um, and it is something that's ongoing and something we're looking to challenge. Yeah, Michael, I imagine a lot of our listeners will know fully well how bad ticket pricing is in the championship at times. But just sticking with the campaign for a sec, um, I think it might just be me, but the conversation about ticket pricing in recent years or months hasn't been as big as it once was, because at one point it seemed to be a massive talking point that seemed to be quite often um, spoken about between fans. But now it seems to have died out a bit and the 20 is Plenty campaign doesn't seem to be as alive as it once was. But is that the case? Yeah, I think that's actually quite a fair summary of where it's at. Um, the 20 is Plenty campaign, it did have quite a bit of resonance in the championship. We had a lot of active championship fan groups on it a couple of years ago um but a lot of the drive had been from um the premier league fan groups because i think at the time week in week out premier league fan fan groups were facing ticket prices 40 50 60 quid 
and that really did um drive the activity at that level and um there was actually uh, a lot of work behind the scenes with the Premier League where certain executives and officials within the Premier League did actually um, support the concept of a ticket cap. It doesn't quite work how people always think. I think sometimes the people who actually work for the leagues might actually have some sympathy with what you're saying on some issues. And um, on a way a ticket cap, they did. They just had to bring the clubs along with them, and the club owners, chief execs in particular. So that worked at a champion at a Premier League level, and because a lot of the media interest and and so on is around that. Once that was a success to some extent, there was a thirty quid cap, not twenty quid, but thirty quid is certainly a better ticket price than forty, fifty, or sixty quid. So some of the energy did dissipate, but I think actually we've, that's been recognised in in recent months. Because what you tend to get is a lot of the prices are okay, then there's these huge spikes, sort of four, five, six times a season that really understandably annoy people. I mean, I'm I'm a Sunderland fan, so during the course of my lifetime following Sunderland, about half of the time has been spent in the outside of the top flight, so I know all about the ticket prices. And I think the next step is finding the sweet spot that engages the EFL, because the problem we've had at the minute is that the EFL as an organisation are not engaging with the campaign behind the scenes in the same way that the Premier League did. The Premier League were very much like, make the noise, make this a problem for us, and you can leverage that and we'll we'll push that at the owners and say, look, you need to do something about this. Away attendances might drop off. The TV revenue will disappear if, if grounds are empty. The AFL, it's not quite the same. The AFL sort of... On some issues are really good, standing and stuff, but on ticket prices, they just sort of shrug their shoulders and say, well, we're a membership body, um, take it to the clubs individually. And if enough clubs back it, it becomes policy in a way, cap. But EFL just aren't, aren't keen to drive anything behind the scenes, so we have to keep chipping away at them. But I think individually we'll have to encourage fan groups to go at their clubs and ask them why they aren't doing 20s plenty deals like Redden do. <clears throat> Redden cap ticket prices at 20 quid and would be more than happy to to see clubs do that for their fans travelling to them. So, you know, say to your club, look, Redden are giving us 20 quid tickets Why when we go to Redden. Why can't we do the same for their fans? And build this reciprocal ticket deal offer that is actually how we started. Great, Michael. Um, so the EFL, just going back to what you were saying about them, it was there ever a point where it looked like they were coming round to the idea of capping ticket prices? I know, as you say, they can only do too, uh, so much. But was there ever a point where the EFL and the clubs in the EFL looked like they were coming to the idea of doing something about ticket pricing? I wouldn't say we've we've come anywhere near to hitting that tipping point, really, sadly. I think that there have been individually clubs doing good things on prices. As I say, I've already name-checked Reading. And I, th- I think there were a few other clubs that seem to recall Coventry doing something similar. And there's been examples here and there, Bradford, I recall. Um, but I think it is something that we need to reinvigorate. And that's what I hope we've... The Football Supporters Association, we've actually just restructured last year that we were previously the Football Supporters Federation and Supporters Direct, and the two organisations have merged. We've got a new structure now, and part of that is a, 
a network dedicated to championship and championship campaigns. So they've just they've just convened and they're starting to look at ticket prices. So hopefully that's going to be the spark at the fans' end that can in turn really start to put some pressure on the the football industry, the football clubs. Um, so I'd encourage anyone listening to this who's who's interested to get in touch with their local supporters group or or the FSA and see how we can drive it forward because we need volunteers to do that. You know the FSA has got a very quite a small staff team really, but we've got a large volunteer base and that's who tends to make things happen. You know. So tell us about some of the campaign techniques you've used over the past few years. What, is, what have some of the bits of action you guys have done to uh, try and spread the message about ticket pricing? Yeah, there's a whole range of things we've done. And I think the best ones actually engaged fans. It wasn't just like an FSA quote or a newspaper or something, you know. We did a big weekend of action that a lot of Premier League and Championship clubs joined in with. And um, at that supporters group from rival teams came to bet together, got photos, crowd shots, people holding banners up showing that both sides supported 20s plenty in away caps. Um, so that was really good. Other things, we we had um, joint protests outside um, football HQ's headquarters when the owners came together so that made a real noise you know got a media presence around that i think my favorite and i mean people did all sorts of things at their club locally as well but i think my favorite was was set up a an email automated system where fans could back the 20s plenty campaign and that fired off an automated email to the club chief execs and we'd launch that one day in secret and we hadn't really thought too much about it, but it was like on transfer deadline day and we just inundated the chief execs inboxes with a bombardment of emails. So we had all these angry chief execs, I think, trying to get transfer deal done, but instead they were getting hundreds, thousands of emails from fans saying, give us an away cap. So that really did um, get it noticed in a way that maybe other things even didn't. So that one was pretty funny and we got a lot of... Um, sort of very angry calls from chief execs saying how do i stop these emails how do i how do i set up a filter and we were saying well give away give us the away cap and then we'll make it stop yeah when you've spoken to fans has there been any repeat offenders in terms of clubs who are constantly mentioned in terms of being a bit naughty when it comes to ticket pricing you don't have to name any names I mean, you can do it if you want. I'm not going to complain if you do. But, but yeah, have there been any repeat offenders who are constantly mentioned when it comes to being quite bad when it comes to ticket prices? Yeah, I'd say at the minute from the championship clubs, I think Chef Wed and Leeds United crop up a lot. And it's it's a difficult one to discuss with fans of, of the club sometimes because they, they take it as a criticism of their club, but it's really not because obviously seeing the instance of Leeds and, and Sheffield as well, when they're on the road, they, they're often stung with high prices too, you know, get hit with caddy prices or whatever. And it's not fair when they're on the road and it's not fair when fans go to Leeds. The clubs themselves will use the argument that, oh, you've got clubs coming down from the Premier League who get parachute payments, who have got extra money, so we've got to squeeze every every last penny out of support as visiting our ground, otherwise we won't go up to the Premier League. But I'm not really sure that holds water. We've seen lots of clubs go up to the Premier League who don't charge such high prices for away supporters. And also, as a Sunderland fan, 
I can vouch as much as anyone can that having a lot of money from parachute payments is no guarantee that you're going to do well in the championship. <laughs> we went straight through it and blew all that money. So it's about good management and and um and sensible management of finances as much as it is about how much you bring in. So I don't really think the reason the excuses hold water. And I would encourage any fan who hears their club being called out for high prices, like I know instinctively you want to defend your club, but actually think about it, you know, your club can probably do better. And if you were on the road visiting another club who hit you with high prices, um, you really wouldn't like it. And also as well, in return, when fans are visiting Leeds or Chef Wed, remember, if you're criticising that club for the prices, it's not the fans of that club who set the price. Quite often we see on Twitter these arguments descend into like real club rivalry stuff but fans don't set prices where the where the victims of it we're the ones who need better prices so let's work together show a bit of solidarity and um let's make it happen let's let's try and bring prices down yeah just finally michael has there ever been any idea of having a petition put in place to i don't know try and lobby the government into doing something about it to put pressure on the efl to in turn put more pressure on clubs to do something about ticket pricing petitions are are an interesting idea and they are something we've used in the past if if the dynamics been right um remember about 10 years ago when the cf standing campaign launched we used one then on the on the website and that got like 30 odd thousand signatories we launched it at the same day as we met the sports minister and there was a front page news story on the guardian so it really worked to bring attention to it um we've also used <coughs> engage with petitions say there was a, another standing one that someone else actually not us put on the on the parliamentary website that you that you referenced the gov.uk website and that in the end got over a hundred thousand signatories and that led to some positive action from the sports minister um in terms of using them generally the only caution i have is with the parliamentary one the gov.uk one what you do is the idea is if something gets a hundred thousand signatories it's debated in parliament and to my knowledge there's only been two football ones where that's actually happened which was standing and a joey a one that um, I think did Joey Barton launch it, but it's certainly related to Hills brand. Joey Barton engaged with it; he didn't launch it, but but that got it. That that did. Um, my worry be is if you fall short of a hundred thousand, it looks like the appetite isn't there for something. When we know that fans do have concerns about ticket prices, and actually, all that, the petition does bring attention to something, but technically, all it does is is get a question asked in Parliament on that subject. And actually, we've got enough really good links with MPs. We don't have problems getting questions asked in Parliament. Um, and we've we've had questions asked in Parliament by our by friendly MPs before on ticket prices, particularly relating to under-23 ticket prices. Um, so it's something we'll consider. I suspect it's something we might come back to um, and maybe do something on the website about it um but i think before launching that i think you've got to have a coordinated um ask a base a simple ask so i think that's what the um the afl network we've got they're looking at campaign ideas and i think they've got to drill down to like some simple ideas that they want that might be 20s plenty although not all um AFL clubs support that because some of the clubs down in league one and league two say oh well actually we want to be able to charge more than 20 quid because we'll hardly get any TV revenue and you've got this discrepancy where 
the Premier League, it was actually easier for them in some ways to drop ticket prices because they get like eight billion pounds in in media revenue, whereas League One and League Two clubs are a lot more reliant on gate receipts. So they, in some ways, the smaller club you get, the more they want to be able to get away with occasionally charging more than twenty quid. So it's a real tricky area, but I think petitions are something. It's part of the palette, isn't it? It's part of the arsenal that we can have. But I think in initially, I think we need to simplify the ask and work out what we want um, for championship ticket prices, AFL ticket prices. Generally, they're not too bad, but you have these awful spikes um, where people are getting getting uh, getting ripped off, and we need to fix that definitely. And um, first step of that, I'd encourage anyone who's listening who's not a member of the Football Supporters Association to visit the website, thefsa.org.uk, join up, get involved, um, we've got local networks, get along to the annual conference, you know, just pop us an email and, and let's take it from there, let's make it happen. Great, Michael, that is just about everything from us. Uh, thank you for your time today. I'd just like to thank the, the second tier as well for having us on. Um, because there's so much focus on Premier League issues in the media, uh, that can sometimes give the perception that there's not work going on in, in the EFL level, but it really is. And I'd encourage anyone, particularly who's involved with support as groups who's listening to this, to to get in touch, get involved. And there's lots of things we can get you doing. So, yep, thanks again. Speak soon. Anytime, Michael. So thank you for listening to this ticket pricing special by the Second Tier Meets. We'll be back again on Sunday when we will have all the usual stuff because football is back. Finally, the international break is over. So, yep, you can listen to us again on Sunday when normal service resumes. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.